Loud and Proud's Championship Podcast. Champ Pods brought to you by RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Apparel. Hello, it's Sunday night. It's the free Loud and Proud Champ Pod. And what a Champ Pod and what a weekend of action we've had. We have six teams left standing. Two in each grade. The final parents have been decided. And how lucky are they to have a chance to represent the parish where they're from, to have that privilege of lifting the trophy at the end of this mad, crazy football year. And it's looking like we're going to have three spectacular finals. I am going to be doing preview podcasts during the week. You might just mash them all into one, I'm not too sure yet. Brought to you by RD Credit Union and the Five Sports Apparel. Get to get signed up to Patreon out of crowd. Massive weekend of action last weekend preview of the whole game. And more or less all the previews went one way. One man, Alan Landy, went for RD St. Mary's. He thought it would slay the dragon twice and it did. If you're going to tell me that the New Town Blues will be beaten twice in twenty twenty and we'll have a global pandemic. I would probably have picked the global pandemic beforehand. RD beat the Marys twice and are still not the champions. They only need to earn their place in the Joe Ward final. They'll be taking on Dave Mark, who are in the third final in succession. Then in the intermediate grade, Sean Manning, he called to be there. They were more or less everyone's favourite. They were beaten by the Brides this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and then last night we see Kelly Emmett take care of the Beckham. Just about. And then earlier on the Saturday, Toha take care of the Mitchells. And Landier, leave it late, they pull away at the end over a gusty, gusty Clyde Rangers team. I'll get into all the games in depth shortly. That's the, that's the, um, the way they're laid out. The, the two finals, the, the intermediate finals, the junior final will be next Saturday. It looks like uh, 2 and 6 o'clock on Saturday. The junior final is the local rival, the Leah take on Coco, and then the intermediate final is the second of the Kilkerry Ammon taking on local rivals as well, the Bright. And then in the senior final, that the minor final will be on at half twelve, I think, and then the senior final is on at half four in Darver on the main pitch. Repeat of last year's Cargill's on the final, Arnie St. Mary taking on Dave Martin. Right, so where do we begin? Where do we begin exactly? There's so much happening, so much uh, to talk about. We might as well go and start in chronological order. We start with the first game of the weekend. Oh, and actually, before we get into that, the rallies are down. They're out to see their football. They will play the media football next year. The Dreadnoughts are safe. They won the final. All the way in the end, big scoreline. And take care of the rallies, but in the intermediate. Then Emmett are relegated, they're back there to junior, and they stayed up in the Dominion's past couple of seasons. And the other problem they hang on to win by a point over their, their rival. So, yes, where do we begin? We start with the junior, and Toha did enough to beat the Mitchells. The Mitchells had a very heavily strapped John Gallagher. He was, wasn't right, he was visible that he wasn't uh, 100%. I was a little bit worried about Toha's. Uh, Defence, where they were a little bit suspect, they held out well, 
Well, I've had a half time and let the, let the Mitchells come in and score two points after the break. The Mitchells did get a late goal, but a couple of nominations for Red Stars already in. Connor Oswald, absolutely immense. Hugh Oswald came in. Liam Shevin, terrific also. And William Watts. They seem to have the bigger personalities on their side, more so than the Mitchells. The Mitchells are a common team. They'll learn from that weekend as well. Um, but that team who has all the knowledge and all that experience at a higher level. David Bauer came back and, and, and got the victory. They have got to the final. They bounced back. They faced their local rivals, the Lear. The Lear, the weirdest competition as the were have been, like at the early lead, and they let it slip. Let it slip through the toes. They had a perfect chance. They were in the ascendancy. Just let that Lear slip back into the game just before half time. And then the Lear in the second half just powered on straight glide, got them upset, got them into the into the headlock they wanted to get them into, just kept them all, held them off, frustrated them with the attacks, couldn't get this supply into Barry Sharkey good enough. But my word, what a false by Sharkey. Single-handedly drove the side. That bright up in a great game of the field as well for Glide Rangers. But frustration is just told at the end. Now Sharkey gets sent off. Two second yellow more than straight red. It was a 50. Didn't get it, so frustrated. So so red, and then Connor Sheridan as well made great for after and Bob Buckley came on. Spoke with the panels on there, had Paul Cowan come off the bench with a bit of an impact as well. Niall Lennon came in as well for Colin Buffy, and then Bob Buffy comes in as well and gets that that clinching goal at the end. Just set up well, the straight glide and got up on the counter attack, and Bob Buffy got a high ball in. What a deliberate goal! Broke to Buffy in the business and sealed it their place in the final against Toha. The first time they've the their boys have been in the final since twenty twelve to be well obviously and Toha have been in the final since then I think. We'll do all this in more detail according to the preview and did the research. But that makes for a fascinating that makes for a fascinating final trailway. Teams similar to the Mitchells coming and so on the way down, kind of leveled off there. Is there a tip of point here between these two local rivals? Is Lundier going to go one way? Is Toho going to go the other? Or is Toho going to hang on and keep Lundier down? That will be very fascinating from the off. We're in the ball tonight, and that'll be the first game next again. Two o'clock next Saturday in Darwin. Moving on now to the Intermediate Championship. To Curly Evans. Did the business on Saturday night. They were made walks all the way by the second. The second were in descendancy. Four points up. Just before the water break. It gets better for the second. They, uh, the opposing midfielder Kieran on Bailey picks up the second yellow pass. And Curly went down to 14 men. And it was four point lead. Just before the water break, Owen Duffy plays over the bar, kick one wide, and just after the water break then, Devin Duffy gets the ball away in a high, the attacking area falls, and then the breaks down, ball is pumped in to Chin and breaks down to Dan Bichon, Dan Bichon fights back in this. Grandmother passed away the day before, incredible story. He sent them on the way and they outscored the second two seven three in that final 
telling us really, really devastating. And just when the second thought was true, Trace of Coffee stuff, nice to have him. He had a goal time as well, but he was busy when he came on. Okay, old Duncan was driving at him through the heart of the carry, putting him under real pressure there. But they hung on and showed that score better than they had the possession score 2 7 with 40 minutes of football at the end. Heavy legs. Second time to regroup the goal game next season. Quite solid since the restart. Good league for Paddy Sheila Fox. Since the Paddy Sheila Fox, remember. But they couldn't get the job done. It was just unfortunate. They couldn't take the chances. I know good Kerry bit. A couple of early chances there. Starting the game. True Shane Lennon. He two or three himself. Single handed kick. A couple of threes wide and mark wide. They tossed it out. They dug it out. They rolled a lot of times with Ray Hand. How good they are. Now McDonald's very good. He keeps the 45 as well when when um, the seconds were top. It just wasn't to be for them. Uh, really I kept giving them the platform that went short. Uh, Carl Bendy, he parted. Brother Kieran in the middle of the field. James Fagan didn't play. He was injured. So, tight back in. He was kept on the ramps. But he only got one point. He was slow in the bar. He was well marked. But, it just showed that she Parachin and he got nine points. Wonderful performance. Kept him in touch. Got four free towards the end of that finish. And then Finn and Brady, cool as you like, really cool. I rate him very highly. I've been to him a couple of weeks in the red card. He stayed, he counted at the very end. Counted so casually that he goes by those and after they sent him into the final. They had to wait there an extra day of recovery ahead of their opponents and right the right. Played of a last year in the intermediate semi final. So, a replay of that game where the second, or the, the Curly edged it that day, and it went went night in Hackenstein. And the boys would probably see that they were favourite coming into that, they were hoodwinked slightly by the Curly, and they'll come out all but the players, and they look very, very good at the victory over the last Now, they did roll it right enough at times, Emma Kerr kept the goal off the off the ball screen, ricochet very well, takes it to the 21 yard line. Loads of time, loads of space, so much time, didn't know what to do. He only did with a late start, but picks the ball up and buries it into the back, and then 2 6 to 1 3 and a half line. That's a massive uphill struggle for the Manning, and they couldn't get back into it despite the price of his score, 2 second half points. And the Smith goal of those points, he got the first goal. Absolutely brilliant move, joined the attack late. Quick in the half inside from Kevin Hairy, he finished really, really well with one left hand corner. He sent him on the way after Ben McLaughlin finished a wonderful goal. But wonderful goals today in the championship. He was spotted really well for the first score of their tally for the Manly. Conor Finnegan passed the ball down in the pack of Ben McLaughlin. Nobody really seen it, only Ronnie Finnegan passed it down, Glock and went on to buried it and then just couldn't get going today, the Manny. They couldn't get up to it, but they usually are. And it was funny that you felt they were going to always come back, they were going to come back, they usually do come back, and they didn't. They couldn't come back. Brides held them off. And, and I know I said before, they only keep two points. Paddy Brady played inside, he was very good in there. The real target man, he was going to be there in the second half, went to the lead, keep the ball, keep the composure, distracted the man, he's out front, defending the front of the back, Aaron Wright was on. Ball around the 
obviously a couple of big interceptions as well. So it was a wonderful performance by the Bryce. He set it up for a really, really good find. There's loads of talent. Like I said, Eric Kerr came in with the hit. He came off the bench to show well. Aaron High, Mark High, um, Sean Brown as well. He featured but from solid around the field. James Costello came in and partnered in the line. Sure enough, what about Kieran D? Played out on the forty just to pick up John O'Brien. It was a very clever tactical move by the Bryce. So very tactically issued on the day. And it forced the man to possibly shuffle and be reactionary because you see Chamberlain had to go in and pick up Paddy Riley in the full back line. And Ronan Bailey had a really good game on Colin Back. And this is before he had a really good game on Stephen Coyne. That's uh, it's going to be a really tasty final matchup. Really well, maybe I'll do that during the week. We'll do a bit of a matchup thing on the preview podcast. And uh, yeah, that makes for a really good final. Two derbies, two local rivals clashing out the two junior, and this will be the final next Saturday night. But we move on to the senior final. Don't know about you, but I'm very, 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 very about this one. It's going to be one of the probably the all time classics. Classics in that it's going to be made for an open brand of football. We've seen the Marins, they banged over 416 to 4 12 of that 416 was by that full forward line. They have the power, they have that score and finesse. They have players popping up everywhere. They have a comfortable system. They look comfortable in possession. They look full of absolute, pure and utter confidence. But in, and in fairness to the Mocktis, they're really battling well. They probably got the goal of the championship. Greg Lennon, sweeping move right up the field. Worked well with Aaron O'Neill. Plays the ball across. Lennon plays the ball across to Kieran Bournes at the back post finish with his left foot volley. And they go right back into the game. straight away just responds to make it 110 to 15 at half time. Whelan was absolutely outstanding. He got them off to a really blistering start. They got the lead early on. That was crucial for the Martins. They wanted this to, to force the Mountains to come out and they did so through Mulroy and Whelan kicking three early points from the uh, from the throw in. And it looks like look at the Mountains they could sense it they were under pressure straight away. What was their plan B? They had to come out and force the issue and didn't really Look comfortable in doing so. They've tried decking in it towards the end, flittered Kieran uh, board inside at times, just couldn't get enough sustained pressure. Because my god, the jogs forwards work so hard. They really they battered the Mocktis defenders coming out with the ball. They really had to earn their cross coming out with that ball, and they did so. And they got turned over. Um, key to that goal was Danny Killen comes out of his own defence, gets turned over the ball, is played quickly across to Wheelow. Wheelow just rockets the ball across into the far corner, right across Jason Callum the goal. Then it's come out for the second half. Samuel Roy with the fortuitous kind of lob pass at the back post to um, Wheelow. Wheelow does get a second goal and then. Tom Gray gets an absolutely blistering finish as well. Conor Garland comes up the field as well, gets a nice goal too for the Mocktons. They really tried hard. Eamon O'Neill, Billy English beat um, Conor Garland and 
Garland and a Jerry Garland. They tried damn hard. David Lennon was switched on to um, Conor Wheeler probably a little bit too late. Um, did a relatively better job, but just there's no hand in the supply going into the the Barnes. Oak Allen buys himself so much time, so much space on the ball to unlock the, the blanket defence. They have to drop a men back, but when they just can't get a clamber on Campbell and the wing, on the half-back line of Morgan, Sullivan, and Clutterbuck, and I did mention uh, O'Connor, he just unlocks him with just his elusiveness. And they look really good, they look really solid, they empty the bench as well. And Old White comes in, Gavin Mooney wasn't even used, the midfielder Valletti, and Evan Whelan's done jobs in the middle of the field this season. Horses for courses with the Martins. Change it up for RD now, of course. Um, it's, it's an interesting one. I'll probably delve into this question more during the week. But the Martins would probably have preferred to play maybe the Blues in the final straight. So there's maybe the familiarity would have been happy with that. There's a certain unknownness to RD, and RD would probably look to seek revenge having been beaten by them in the Cardinal Donald final last year. Already this year, so they know they can beat the Marins in that league in that restart. Very, very good game. And the goal got them out of trouble. But and what can you say about RD? They just, they just did enough. They had that quality. They kept their noses clean. They kept it tight at times, and then a wonderful goal. I talk about the vision of Conor Finnegan for the goal setting up um, Ben McLaughlin or Jake Callan. Just in a box of amazing players. Just towards the end of the half. Finds the rushing midfield partner Liam Jackson. Hand passing through to him. Jackson runs onto it, makes no mistake, and buries it to the net. They were very, very well set up. They were well drilled. You can see that the effect Sean Kelly has on the team. They, they figured out Jason um, Jay Lowney's kickouts to a certain extent, forced him under pressure. And that goal just gave them that impetus, perfect timing. Give them that lead then to, to settle themselves and that's up to, to defend as well. And they did it really, really well. Really good job of doing that. Just kept kicking the points. Three Keenan brothers all got on the score sheet. Kieran Keenan has played in the 40 odd year. He went in full forward early on, played that inside line. Picked up by Emma Carlin. And the Blues, you could probably see that Ross Nally wasn't 100% fit. Um, they couldn't get the support play around Kieran Downey in terms of the forward play and they just couldn't get going and they, they struggled to find that fluency up front um, with Ardy getting men behind the ball and they were nailing the freeze Conor Gillespie was nailing the freeze Darren Clark maybe a Ronan Carly might have missed one actually but they just took everything that was available in real underdog fashion and it was, it was kind of a counter copy to the group game in that RD had the lead. They were ahead. They they were forcing the Blues to come back, and the Blues just couldn't unlock it. They couldn't find that sustained pressure to get the to get the, the scores on the board and come back into the game. And then once they were looking for a goal towards the finish, there was no real clear cut chance to to make it. So it was a long run for the Blues. You have to remember they were going for the four in a row, and it just wasn't to be for them. Their 64 team can rest for another four years anyway, um, with the record still intact. Um, what, what a team! With them, by no means gone or anything. Um, it's just it was RD's day, and they will 
look for they look for revenge now after um, losing last week or losing last year in the Carlo Donald final just a real novel pair especially having had the Martins and the Jocks or the Jocks and the Blues so much this past two years it'll be a really really novel pair and one to really get into and delve into I will delve into it probably have a couple of other people on with me really looking forward to the week ahead thanks very much for joining me congratulations and commiserations to all the people listening um, it's, it's uh, the Marys are true the first final since 2016 and it's crazy the team that they, they beat them that day didn't make it to the intermediate finals it just shows how football goes you have your up days and your down days the Marys are back in another senior final along with the Martins who are also in another senior final three in a row um, matchups this week thanks to RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Apparel massive weekend of action my voice is nearly gone but my god I love this um, really some brilliant attacking players there's so much talent around the county as well I'll get, that, I'll get into that on Tuesday with a Red Star podcast but just the standards there say Wayne Cairns is rubbing his hands there's probably five or six players he's unearthed for the loud panel that could possibly come in straight into that loud uh, court game ahead of the championship so it bodes really well fascinating weekend so Lanlier will take on Nave Finmar St Finmar next Saturday 2 o'clock 6 o'clock intermediate final night sees the brides take on local rivals as well Kilcarely Emmets and then the senior final a big one it's the the RD St Mary's taking on taking on Nave Martin I can't wait I hope you tune in I'm delighted to keep going the action's been really good I was, I was asked am I squatting down in Darver I'm not it was actually a real novelty as well to be at a game in Dunlear um, you could hear the crowd as well getting having an impact on it spoke with that with Fra McCullen co-country you can sense it you can feel the goals you can feel the game getting tight but any sniff of a chance for the Mockers to get back into it the Martins shut up shop so I have enough talking done I'm going to save it for the weekend's action and like I said really looking forward I hope you join in thanks for all the people that did join last week massive numbers again and really bright, really blown away loud football is on the up everyone's enjoying it and please stay safe and mind yourself if you can mind someone else I will talk to you during the week Red Stars final previews we're finally here at the business end is come on the loud and proud champion chat to you then